You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the television and film business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and honestly, if I had to guess or if I had to form an opinion on the gear that's used or the shows that I'm watching, I would go in there with complete open-mindedness. Not open-mindedness with prejudice or open-mindedness with some sort of a biases. I would go in there full open-mindedly. Now, I'm not exactly sure if such a thing exists, but I believe I'm the first one to do this. Or I believe, as far as I know, or as far as I've observed, I'm the only person that does this. Not that I'm being narcissistic or not that I'm being self-centered, but as of this given moment in time. I believe I'm the only one that adopts this. So, I would like to bring to your attention a couple of things. Over the last week or so, shall we say from Sunday up until now, when this episode is airing, or this episode has been put out, I have come across quite a few episodes or videos on YouTube that carry the notion that pencil condenser microphones are a better choice or a better fit for capturing indoor dialogue or for indoor speech. Now, I can see where the arguer or the host is coming from of the video that's arguing this point because, quite frankly, in most homes, you would see all reflective surfaces, mostly white or bright colored, where it has an ambient opportunity, ample opportunity for the sound to bounce which is technically true. You can't avoid this. However, I have been using shotgun microphones. Now, the very microphone type that you are being instructed to not use for indoor dialogue. So what I did was I immediately, at my earliest opportunity, or the first opportunity I got, I called the manufacturer of the microphones that I have. And what brand microphones do I have? Primarily Rode microphones, R-O-D-E. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the company Rode, this is an Australian company right out of Silverwater in 
New, the state of New South Wales in Australia. Peter Friedman, the original founder of Rode, originally had it called Friedman Electronics. From there, he was developing a microphone, which we now know today as the NT1 series of microphones. Now, when he was developing this, he had a friend say this to him. These microphones are going to fly like rodents. Something to that effect. And that's how Peter Friedman came up with the company name Rode. But you will also notice in each of Rode's offerings in terms of professional quality microphones, this is specifically for shotguns, microphones, and of course, the video mic series, one of them at least, you will notice that the model starts with the letters NT. So basically, Rodent is split into Rode, the company name, and NT would be the rest of it for obvious reasons. You know, when it spells out Ent. So that's where it all started. And from there, Road has been expanding, making quality microphones at affordable prices for the mass market to have access to. I have been a fan of Road because, in fact, my first microphone purchase was a shotgun microphone, the Rode NTG2. Now, I was using that microphone for a while, which is a microphone that not just accepted phantom power, but it also worked off of battery power. Now, I was using it for a short while until I replaced it with the more expensive Rode NTG3 for filmmaking. And I still use it now. I also have purchased additional Rode microphones, which I still use until today's day. And quite honestly, I love Rode, not just as a fan of the company, but their products, at least the tonal quality of their microphones, to me is ideal. Best choice, not just my voice, because right now I'm talking to you. This microphone that I'm using is a Rode Procaster microphone. This is a Rode microphone that I'm using. So you tell me the difference. You tell me what it sounds like to your ears. So sound, as I believe, is the ear of the listener. Anywho, my thoughts, or rather, my take on this whole, you've got to use pencil condensers for capturing indoor dialogue, for, for reasons 
too obvious to me. I will say that the reasons proposed or the arguments put forth falls flat because I have been using shotgun microphones for both indoor and outdoors and I feel and I see no change. I hear no change in it. So for critics who say shotguns are not the best, I would say thanks for your opinion, but I'm sticking to what I know. I'm sticking to what works for me. And one of the reasons, this is probably why, that I do not trust reviews on YouTube not just for movie reviews, but for any product reviews, including smartphones, any other type of tech. I don't pay any attention because there's a pattern. And that pattern includes hype when something new comes out, caution when the product gets released, Now, initial impressions is the third stage. Fourth stage is watch before you buy. Stage five is problems encountered or problems detected. Stage six is complete silence. No talk, no mention of any further developments. But what it does end up is hype for the next generation of tech, the next iteration, the next model of that same tech. Believe me, I've seen it. I have seen this one too many times, especially with the iPhone especially with the iPad, and especially with any Apple product, and the hypocrisy, the double standard, where YouTubers criticize one company while staying loyal to another. This is not just double standards, which, by the way, it is, it is also hypocritical. Anyway, right after the break, I'm going to be talking to you about the critics of my favorite show, and I will be objectively refuting their criticisms. So stay tuned for this. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. Before the break, I was telling you about the hype of pencil condenser microphones and how YouTubers are saying you should use it for indoor dialogue. Now, I believe this is completely subjective as I've not only spoken to the manufacturer of the 
microphones that I have, the brand of microphones that I trust, and also the retailers, the expert opinions of retailers who sell this brand, and all have told me that it is subjective, and the shotgun microphones have a super cardioid pickup pattern, which is a lot narrower than pencil condensers, so it should be fine. Now, I would attest to that, like I have in the segment, because I've been using shotgun for not just indoor, but also outdoor dialogue. Works pretty well. There's no difference. But for the longest time, and I'm moving on to this, for the longest time, I've been hearing crap-like, or when I say crap, I mean crap criticism. Let me make that very clear. Criticism that Smallville has tanked after X amount of seasons. I had one person tell me Smallville tanked after three seasons. Now, one thing people forget is what Smallville is all about. It's original storyline. Smallville is about a young Clark Kent, his journey into becoming Superman. Now, I'm not exactly sure if I've mentioned to you in this podcast in previous episodes, but I'm mentioning it to you now. Smallville, this is a reminder, Smallville is and always has been a journey of Clark Kent becoming Superman. His journey, his journey alone. It is not a Lana and Clark journey. It is not a journey of Clark's love life. It is not a journey of Clark's love interests. Although Lana played a crucial part of it, or should I say a good chunk of it, but that does not mean that Smallville tanked. I will be objective on this one. This is not me being subjective, although people think it is because Smallville is my favorite show. But I guarantee you that Smallville has focused on more and more. It focused on Clark's journey into becoming Superman. There were storylines that were introduced that that drove the focus on Clark Kent's journey. Now, this includes characters like Milton Fine, characters like Lionel Luther being Clark's ally, Lex turning from Clark's friend to his frenemy to his enemy. I bet you didn't expect that one when you started watching Smallville. 
I do have to mention that I now understand why Tom Welling denied or refused to play the character, rejected the character three times before accepting it. Because in his view, and I just watched an interview, three times he rejected it before accepting the role. Because in his view, it was a typical, he thought it was a typical high school show, which it wasn't. But some people are making it out to be a show, a, a high school, a typical high school show, like Dawson's Creek, like One Tree Hill, and like all other shows that are high school based. What I do have to say is that when characters or when a show focuses correctly on its original premise, that's a good thing. But critics are saying that it ain't. Now, let's move on to Tom Welling's acting. Now, he is my favorite. I will admit this. But, objectively speaking, yes, he has a few flaws here and there, a few improvements that he needs to make. I will come out and say that right out of the bat. Because yes, he does need to improve on certain things, certain aspects of his acting. I will say that. But overall, his acting is pretty good. And I can say that with confidence after I have analyzed his acting on Smallville. There are areas where he does overdo it, which comes out theatrical-like, but all I'm saying is as time goes on, he will improve. Now, I will give you an example of where his acting literally was the saving grace for a, a super predictable movie that he's been in, and that movie being The Choice. And if you don't know what The Choice is, this is from Nicholas Sparks, who has this formulaic form of storytelling, which is super boring. Now, I have watched, apart from this, a couple of others. The last song being one of them. And, of course, the mostly talked about The Notebook with Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in it. So I have to say, his acting, his interesting character in The Choice was what made me 
give it a chance to go watch it. Otherwise, I would not have given it the time of day. So don't sit there. Hey, critics, this is for you. Don't just sit there and criticize Tom Wang's acting just for the hell of it. I am being objective. Now, even though I love the guy, I'm a fan of the guy, there are, I have admitted right here in this episode that he has a few flaws. He has a few weaknesses that he needs to work on. A few drawbacks in his acting that he needs to work on. That's for sure. Now, I'm not going to defend him completely, but I will ask you for examples and evidence. And if you can't give me one shred of solid evidence that Tom Welling's acting is bad or Smallville has tanked, for whatever reason you are saying it is, or for whatever reason you're claiming that Smallville tanked after X amount of seasons or after a certain season that you believe it's tanked or it started to tank at, I will not pay any attention. I will still give you the benefit of the doubt, but I will not take it with the... I will not take that seriously. I would still take it with a grain of salt or pepper, as the case may be. So, keep in mind, your choice of microphone that you use, even though audio is important, is 50% of your production, your video production. You can still get away with using a shotgun microphone. Pencil condenser microphones you may not even need them because the reviews that I have watched of pencil condenser microphones, they're all for instruments. They're all for musical instruments. So don't listen to the hype is what I'm saying. Also, when it comes to small wind analytics critics, I wouldn't pay any, any attention. Now, there would be a time that I would have lost it, but... As, as I think about it more and more, there are a few things that could improve. But overall, you have to remind yourself that this is Clark Kent's journey into adulthood. If you do not remind yourself of this, then you have no business criticizing it. Because it's not going to be objective anyway. So with that being said, thank you for listening to me. This has been Jared Dean Winchester, also known as the Story Dude. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page